Welcome to On the Air with Palantir, a podcast by Palantir.net, where we go in-depth on topics related to the business of web design and development. It's June 2016, and this is episode number five. I'm Allison Manley, an account manager, and today my guest is a client of ours named Justin McGregor from Rhodes College. I caught Justin at DrupalCon in New Orleans last month and spoke with him about how his school has implemented Drupal and how it's been going. I am here with Justin McGregor from Rhodes College. How are you? I'm doing well. Doing well. <laughs> um, and uh, we're in the the last legs of DrupalCon 2016. So we are in the lobby of the busy conference hall here in New Orleans. So there's a little bit of noise behind us, but we will plow through. Oh, yeah. So tell me a little bit about Rhodes College. What is Rhodes College? Okay, uh, you know? who, who we are and what we do. Yes. Um, we are a small liberal arts college uh, nestled right in the middle of Memphis, Tennessee. Um, if you look at a map of Memphis from above, there's a big ring road that runs out the side. If you throw a pin right in the middle, that's us. <laughs> um, so we are 2,000 students, roughly 300-odd employees, um, traditional liberal arts curriculum um, covering everything from pre-law, pre-med, that sort of thing, all the way down to the study of the classics. I mean, we have we have a, a Greek and Roman studies department, um, and right across the quad, we have people who are doing pediatric oncology at St. Jude's Children's Research Hospital. So, I mean, it's it's literally all over the map. Wow. Fantastic. And I get to support them all. <laughs> and you get to support them all. So the college is on Drupal. Yes. Um, how yes, did you uh, come to choose Drupal in the beginning? Um... I've been just sort of personally an open source advocate for a very long time. Um, I've been in higher ed web work for going on 16 years now. Um, worked with a lot of different CMSs, none of which could I ever like really evangelize for. They were good for what they were, but you know. Um, I, at my last school, um, I had evaluated Drupal 6 early on, um, but our CIO was very anti-open source. Um, and or CTO rather, um, and I kind of fell in love with it then, and I'm like, one day, I'm going to come back. I'm going to I'm going to be in the, I'm going to be in the right position at the right school to be able to do this. Um, years elapsed. Uh, D7 had come to be a, a really mature solution, and got the job at Rhodes. We were coming off of an aged open text solution and also SharePoint 2010 pointing internally. Um, both solutions were long in the tooth, needed to be replaced, and when I came on board, I'm like, okay, yeah, cool, let's do this thing, but one of my caveats is we have to give serious condition, or serious, um, serious consideration um, to open source and to Drupal specifically, um, and so we looked at uh, during our CMS Roadshow, um, sort of the two leading proprietary higher ed solutions and also to Drupal vendors um, mm -hmm. for hosting and DevOps. And it became clear really early on that for our use case, Drupal really was the only solution. Wow, great. Thank you for choosing Drupal. Well, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm <laughs> glad to be here, believe me. <laughs> um, so what does your internal team look like? What's the composition? Um, it's largely me. Okay. Um, so I, I am the only developer on staff. Um, I work in the communications department, which actually reports to um, the dean of admission. Okay. Um, so, from a from a business business perspective, I work for our sales team. Um, 
That being said, I do have an uh, interactive technology manager who is my liaison to, external, to our external services um, alumni and development departments. Um, and while he's not a, a Drupalist, I mean, he's in the guts of the thing every day doing work on the site in one capacity or another. Um, I'm also lucky enough to have um, a handful of student workers, including one third-year computer science student. Um, and while they're contractually limited to only 10 hours a week, um, they are a massive help. Okay. Um, and also, I just found out right before I left to come here um, that one of our vacant positions may be reclassified as a developer. So ah. um, if anyone's looking for a Drupal development position in Memphis, Tennessee, just saying it's a possibility. <laughs> <laughs> so you did hire Palantir just to be... Uh, yeah. transparent yes, about things. You yes, hired us for consulting a few times a week to support your team. Yes. Um, yeah. So what was it that you needed from us? Or um, what was it that you needed to complete the project? Okay, well, the, okay, so there were, there were, there were two projects, and I'll, I'll start, let's just do them chronologically. So the first one is we're relaunching our flagship EDU. Um, and while I've been in web work for a long time, I was new to the day-to-day -day practice of building a Drupal site. And so I knew what I wanted to accomplish, and then I would go to Contrib and look at, you know, here are all of the modules that are available, and here's, I could go do this by modifying a template file or any number of things. And so I needed best practices, I needed best solutions, I needed, and, and you know, and you can go watch, you know, training videos all day long, but they're around the piece of technology or the specific use case that may or may, may, or may not actually be the use case that you're dealing with at the time. And so having somebody that, the, the the structure I loved was that we would start the week with, okay, here's the problem of the week. Here's the thing that I'm, here's the piece of functionality I'm going to be building. Um, let's talk through all of the possibilities for how this problem could be solved, arrive at what the best practice is for this use case, and then I take a couple of days, get in there, work on it, build it out, and at the end of the week, Nine times out of ten, it was done. Um, but if it wasn't, I could talk. I, I, we could come back and say, "Okay, here's the specific problems I ran into. How do we work through that?" You know, okay. um, and just uh, the the metaphor I, I kept using was, "We ate the elephant one bite at a time." You know, <laughs> um, I, I, I had uh, six content types, a whole ton of media assets, and ooh, I think we finally wound up moving about seven thousand pages, mm. um, and piece at a time we just we, we we took this fairly massive implementation over the course of a couple months um, built out the framework to handle it all and then just started shoveling in content sounds good yeah and what yeah, was yeah. the second project okay so I said a minute ago that we have we 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 had the open text that was our uh, CMS for the public facing side at the time and also an internal uh, SharePoint 2010 um, set of publishing sites and so um, support for that is going away. And we needed a solution. And I'm like, you know what? I'm not standing up another CMS for this. Let's just go multi-site, um, do it all in Drupal. But then we have the challenge of standing up branded sites in a hurry for every little department, grant program, professor, whatever, that had had a SharePoint 2010 publishing site before this. And so what we worked through was, first of all, building a road-specific installation profile of Drupal. 
um, so that out of the box, all of my content types are there, all of the branding is there, there's the branding they can change and the branding they can't change as a site owner. Um, and also the mechanism for site ownership and how that's gonna work. Um, and the second part of that was to automate a good chunk of the deployment so that I can go from the handful of things I have to do in my DevOps environment to a functioning Drupal site. Um, the last one I stood up took me about five minutes, um, which is not a bad way to go. Right. <laughs> I don't know if I have time to do that today, boss. It'll take five whole minutes. All right, exactly. <laughs> so what were your goals for your site? Um, drive recruitment, uh, more, more than anything. Higher right? ed, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah right, exactly, <laughs> we, we need students. Um, more than that, though, I mean, the higher ed is generally in the position of having to, as much as we say the site is the drive recruitment, and that's the, the mantra we kept saying over and over again, we have parents, we have alumni, we have the colleagues of our tenured faculty, we have, you know, and, and on and on researchers who are coming because of the disciplines that we teach and the research that we do, you know, researchers from around the country want to come see the research that's being done here to be able to collaborate, all of this stuff. Um, so, ease of discoverability of whatever piece of content it is that's relevant to that audience, which is why we're now, now, now that we've, we've been in Drupal in production for a year and change, um, we're starting to really look seriously at personalization. Hmm. Um, because, you know, it, it, it's sort of the standard higher ed model to have the, the audience navigation across the top. You're a parent, you're an alumni, you're a current student, yada, right. yada, yada. Um, but that, once you're in the guts of the site, that starts to just bleed away, you know? And so being able to contextualize information based on what we know about the person coming in mm -hmm. um, is going to become steadily more and more and more important to us. Okay. Um, part of that to be handled through Drupal and part of it to be through uh, CRM integrations um, with both Salesforce and um, a admission-specific product called Slate. Okay, so personalization is next down the road. Yeah. Excellent. All right, well, what was your working relationship with Palantir? What, what did it look like on a day-to-day, week-to-week basis? Um, so both, both of the, the consulting setups were more or less the same. Um, we identified a, a time, about an hour early in the week um, that we could, you know, bang around what, what this week's problem was. Mm -hmm. um, and an hour late in the week that was sort of a wrap-up, how did it go, staging for next week's problems, um, or, you know, if, if something didn't get done because I had a roadblock or whatever. And, I mean, both of the guys I worked with were just fantastic about it. If it was the, you know, if we weren't on a call, I mean, I could send them an email at any time I wanted to and, and hear back, you know, pretty darn quickly. Um, but a lot of times the bigger stuff I would save for the call because sometimes, you know, it's just something you need to talk through. Mm -hmm. you know? Or screen share. Or screen yeah. share or, yeah, right, exactly. Right. Um, and, and like I said, I, I, I really like that it, it, was, it was nice to have a, 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 somebody who's done a lot of Drupal deployments um, at the front of the week to be able to say, okay, this is what, given your current level of expertise, you can reasonably expect to get done this week um, without just absolutely killing yourself. Um, and to, to do that knowledge transfer early in the week that says, okay, here's what you're gonna need to know. If you're not hip to this, go read this, go watch these YouTube videos, whatever, then set to the task and we'll wrap up on the back end. Mm -hmm. um, you know, having, having somebody who was really an expert in doing these kinds of deployments 
um, sort of helping you set your agenda? Because, I mean, I know my goals, I know my organization, but I need to know what really is realistic to do in the product in a given span of time, you know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, good. All right, so let's start with the bad stuff, the roadblocks and obstacles. So what obstacles did you run into over the course of the project? Um, and how did how were we able to help you remove those blockers? Sure. Well, there are, okay, so not new to development, right? Been, been, mm -hmm. do, been doing web work for a while. But there are sort of Drupal-specific th things that when you read through the documentation, or at least when I read through the documentation, um, like the hook system, um, that they seem to work fine in the documentation, then you get in the guts of the thing and you go, that doesn't seem like what I just read, or this doesn't, doesn't behave in the expected way. Um, you know, I've, I had done a lot of front-end development um, prior, to, prior to coming to Rhodes, um, and the Drupal templating system is something wholly different from anything I'd ever encountered before. And, you know, I knew how I needed the site behave, I knew what I needed to look like, how it needed to respond and all that, but figuring out, you know, do, do I do this from stacking a bunch of modules in order to, to handle, you know, like fences, for example, um, which I wound up relying on a lot, um, to sort of get the markup back down to something reasonable and something I can work with and then go from there, or do I just dive right off into the, t into the PHP and let's make, you know, template files for everything, and that way I'm, you know, programmatically controlling markup. Mm -hmm. um, that, you know, we, we had to come up with a strategy pretty early on and say, okay, for the sake of anybody who ever has to follow in my footsteps, let's find a solution we like and move forward with mm -hmm. that's how we're going to work. Okay. <laughs> so um, what was the biggest win over the duration of the project? I mean, I, I don't know if you have one win per project or... Oh, uh, so many. <laughs> um, seriously, I mean, I, you know, I, I, I say that about the, the theming as a, as a, as a roadblock, but overall, um, both of these projects, I mean, from, from an institutional perspective, have been a resounding success. Good. Um, I mean, for, for, for academics not to complain about something is actually fairly rare. <laughs> um, that's not to say that there weren't, you know, people who take exceptions to like font choices and is that really the institutional red it needs to be a little richer or, you know, that sort of just sort of nitpicky, you know, I don't like this element of the design, I don't like that element of the design. Um, overall, I mean, this, we're, oh gosh, as of last week, I think we're 16 sites in that we've launched so far. Wow. And yeah, I mean, I, all of the site owners have been very, very happy um, mm -hmm. with with the end product, with the authoring experience. Mm -hmm. um, you know, I've had some requests for new features and I like that my users are passionate enough to say, hey, this is great, but here's how we could make it even better and to just work through these things with me. Um, I've got a, a handful of new content types that people have suggested um, as I've been rolling out these little multi-site instances that I actually think every last one of them could be used across the enterprise. Um, and, and it's great to have you know, people who are willing to work with me on this sort of stuff um, to, to come up with these ideas that not just, not just for them, I mean, probably one of the nicer things about being in a, in a small liberal arts college is that they are mindful of the impact any change can have all the way across the organization because, I mean, you eat lunch with these people every day, right? right. I mean, <laughs> um, and so, you know, yeah, it's... Um, no, they've 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 all been really successful. I'm I'm glad. Fantastic. For that. So the next steps you mentioned for yourself, because you don't really have a team yeah. moving forward, <laughs> is uh, the personalization piece. Yes. Anything else? Part of the reason we selected Drupal to begin with um, was that it it allowed us 
the flexibility to not deploy a site and then just sort of be stuck with it forever. Mm -hmm. I mean, unlike some of the proprietaries, you get the tools that come out of the box and that's kind of the end of it. You know, um, you take one of their templates, you skin it your way and you're done. Um, we're looking at some design improvements. Um, you know, we, we did a complete redesign. This wasn't just a move of an old design. We, we started from scratch and rebuilt. And so, yeah, no, there, there were design elements that have, have really worked well for us. And some things that, to use the industry jargon, aren't aren't converting the way we'd like them to. Okay. Um, yeah, we're 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 not getting the kind of traffic draw for some of our design elements that that really the real estate they're on deserves. And so we're going to take some time with the design team this summer, um, and look at at redesigning certain elements. And um, you know, I, I I love that my my templating architecture is 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 flexible enough that it's not going to be no problem for me to just drop in there and. And because I don't have to worry about, you know, it's, it's all the same entities, it's all the same data, we're just presenting it differently. Mm -hmm. um, it's, it's, it, it looks like it's going to be a fairly painless process. Um, also, um, since we're at DrupalCon, I may as well go ahead and mention this. Um, I've been at several sessions about paragraphs um, mm -hmm. over the course of the last couple of days. Um, and when I was at DrupalCon LA, um, I went to a session there and I'm like, hmm, neat idea. Maybe when it matures a little bit more. Well, apparently it has matured a lot um, over the course of the last year because some of the things I've seen people doing with paragraphs here, um, really impressive. Um, and so I'm starting to sort of daydream about some of the tools that I may be able to give my content creators um, to do a lot more complicated and a lot more interesting things than they are now. Um, you know, there, there are certain things that the demand of the site and the demand of the brand um, will, will, it'll require us to, to leave something static, but I want to give them as much creativity and as much flexibility as I can to, to, to really make their content sing. Fantastic. <laughs> are you going to be able to add to your staff? Um, well, uh, yes. Um, so we're we're trying to, to get a, a position for another developer, right? Um, which hopefully will allow me to pull out and do a little more high level stuff. Mm -hmm. um, we've also been steadily training more and more of our communication staff um, to work directly in the CMS and not rely on me or Nick or the student workers um, to do the layouts and and content for them. Um, and again, so far that's gone really well. Um, I, I've, I, like I said, the reason I, the reason I liked uh, what I was seeing out of paragraphs and and uh, some a few of the other sessions um, is I, I, I as much as I'm worried about user experience for our audience, I'm also worried about user experience for my content creators. Um, you know, I, I want to give them, I, I want them to want to work in the CMS, you know, <laughs> mm -hmm. um, and anything I can do to improve that situation for them. I mean, out of the box, I mean, Drupal's a great CMS to work with, um, but there are always ways to make it better. Right. Um, and so I'm, 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 I'm always on the lookout for tools to, to help them do their jobs better. Isn't that the thing about the web, though? You know, you can always make it better. Oh, yeah. Tomorrow's yeah, no, right. another exactly. day. Exactly. <laughs> Well, thank you, Justin. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I really appreciate you taking the time out with, I know you're fried. We're all fried on the last day of DrupalCon. <laughs> yeah, that's all right. And uh, uh, there's been a lot of, of knowledge and alcohol shared. Yes. <laughs> exactly. So, so I know everyone's everyone's ready to relax a little yeah, bit, I think. Uh, I, for, yeah. Next stop for me is a streetcar. I'm going to go to the other end of the French market and start, you know, tchotchke shopping for the kids and <laughs> hit three or four bars only back to the hotel. You know, just that sort of thing. That sort of thing. <laughs> yeah. Well, hopefully you'll join us tonight at Trivia Night and we'll see yeah. you, you know, maybe it's sprints tomorrow? Um, don't know. Um, okay. I have family here in town, so I have some mm -hmm. obligations there. 
Um, I'd like to put in an hour or two with the sprints, but we'll just have to see how that goes. Well, thank you very much. I appreciate the time. Absolutely. Thank you. (laughs) Thanks so much for listening. If you want to hear more episodes of On the Air with Palantir, make sure to subscribe on our website at palantir.net. There you can also read our blog and see our work. Each of these episodes is also available on iTunes. And of course, you can also follow us on Twitter at Palantir. Thanks for listening.